air comes a time when we hear a sudden call and the world must come together as one there are people dying and it's time to lend a hand to life the greatest gift of all we are the world we are its children we are the ones who make a brighter day so let's start giving Hey everybody, this is Different Boat, Same Storm, um, a podcast aimed at kindling empathy amidst a global pandemic. Today, we're in to another deep dive with Atharf this time. And our guest uh, today is Ankita Mishra. Now, Ankita, we go such a long, long way back. Uh, it's true, it's true. Was but March 2018? March 2018, mm-hmm. it's been a very nice and fulfilling two years, I feel. Like you've... Uh, we've had this little support system going and you know i just I've, I've loved the last two years all all thanks to you know the conference and you know wanting to make social change even back then <laughs> i still very peculiarly remember the first time we met which was in the home of our family which is 843 room number 843 yes. the jw yes. married beijing yes and it was <laughs> was such an awkward first meeting for me because I was walking into a room of people who I had no idea before just because Anant, my roommate, um, said that he knows some people. And uh, that's given my general experiences in Beijing. That was scary as it is. But then I walked in and the moment we hit things off, uh, from then on, it's just been, it's been a very positive and homely dynamic uh it definitely has yes yeah i would uh, i would say that yeah i remember us hitting it off immediately because we were both from bombay and then everyone else just groaning that you know oh my god these oh my god these bombay people found each other again but it wasn't about that i think it was more about the similarity in attitude that we had yeah. and mm-hmm. um you know just just the similar uh, emotional values we had and you know how just everyone was into bohemian rhapsody and everything like it was just such a nice and positive week and then looking back at it i mean we've come a long long way you've you started college and i'm getting done with college <laughs> so it's just been so interesting mm-hmm. but yeah 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 uh, and another thing that we also had in common was a general distaste from for anybody from Jamnabai. Oh well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Oh yes. Yes, because we were just uh I don't know, we just weren't uh I would say uh, superficial, I would say. And like uh, we've we've mm-hmm. met a lot of people who worked. <laughs> and we were just happy doing things for the sake of it and not for a school fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's a good way to put it. You know, I mean, speaking of doing things, you've been up to a lot of things. Uh, and it's it's almost like I've, I want to keep track and I am keeping track, but it's come to a point where keeping track makes no sense because there's so much. And, uh, You're being too kind. I mean, it's also the truth, though. What all has happened, there is finally a med school. 
then there is Project Pony uh, and the fame that comes along with it. Oh, um, that was you know exactly which, what I'm ref- referring to. Uh, yes, but unintentional <laughs> completely. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's the best. That's, that's when things are the best, right? When they're unintentional, they're unsolicited. Um, yeah. But, you know, just... I know you don't like to talk about this as much uh, because you're your modest self. But what exactly happened? Could you, I mean, I, I, I know this because I hear about it all the time, but I feel like the world deserves to know more about this. I thank you for that. Um, so Project Dhwani was something that, you know, the it was something that was conceived with uh, the idea in mind that we are medical students. And for me, being in the final year, I will be headed to the front lines in a few months, but I wasn't there yet. Um, and I was sitting at home and, you know, it was just uh, Project Dhwani was conceived a couple of maybe 10 12 days after my grandfather who's such a big inspiration to me passed away and um he was a revolutionary doctor ahead of his time and the biggest strength that he had was that he used to just love giving back without asking for anything in return and that is what i took away from him as an inspiration and um the kind of doctor i wanted to be so i was sitting at home and you know it it was born uh, you know everybody that was involved it was just it was conceived with the idea that we wanted to give back and that we weren't able to give back at the capacity that we wished to and that is how it all took off and you know with the help of of course Hriday who um, had headed this database and you know he helped us get in touch with PPE producers after that none of us know what happened it was basically like you know it was a musical campaign where we sang songs dedicated from one person to another but um after that it was just the PPE producers and it took off and then the media caught hold of it and then um i don't know how this happened but someone i've looked up to my entire life like i know that this is not the the usual typical <laughs> person people would talk about but last month when the girl up mm-hmm. conference was going on the three people i needed to look up, up to and i needed to mm-hmm. attend no matter what time it was no matter the time difference was you know michelle obama megan markle and priyanka chopra and priyanka chopra for me has been an inspiration because of how hard she works you know it's 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 not about just the movies I mean, I love um, Barfi and I love fashion and those are movies that I've really adored and, you know, get, gotten inspired by. But it's just been her work ethic that she, you know, went from being number one in India to realizing that that wasn't enough for her and, you know, going for global domination, but not having it be selfish. Uh, it was just selfless, all of it, you know, with the UNICEF or with... Um, the current series that she's doing small businesses women inspirations all of that was just it was just a whirlwind like i'm still pinching myself it was a, like it was six days ago but i'm still pinching myself that you know she was so kind enough to share the project and it absolutely um now looking back at it six six days later i can thankfully say i was i was just it was one of the best days of my life because this is not something I had dreamt of that it would happen but it led me to my biggest takeaway 
which is whatever you do in life no matter what you are trying to do whether it's academic whether it's you know related to your profession just ensure that it's done with absolute commitment and selflessness that is my biggest takeaway from all of this wow yeah and you know I, i've always found your story about your grandfather uh how that inspired you to do medicine so much because it's you know most people do things with their careers because it's either a lucrative job in terms of the money or in terms of the fame that comes with it um and one might think when they hear you saying that you want to be a doctor that that's why you're doing it but that's clearly not the reason why you're doing it yeah and at the same time though it makes me wonder i mean it makes me wonder if you ever have that dilemma about whether you or how how do you dissociate yourself from the fame and the other benefits that come with it uh and the work itself and what brings you joy from that work because uh, it's tough yeah. especially given the kind of job it is i i i i really like this particular question because you know a lot of people think about it but they don't say it out loud uh when it comes to so for me like you know going back to the beginning of all of this i have pictorial evidence for this i was a year and a half old and i used to be that kid who was not afraid of blood i was a one and a half year old who was sitting in my granddad's nursing home with his stethoscope around my neck as patients used to come in and out i used to be sitting in his chair and not let anyone else sit i was just i would really like to believe that i was born to do this for me i it's and i don't mean to sound cocky or something i just really believe that this was my purpose that there was nothing else that i i have never envisioned myself as anything else but someone who is able to help people and you know help people with science i love to call myself you know the terminology very well passionately curious i love to call myself that i love to learn things i love to immerse myself in the knowledge that i can gain about anything and everything and what better than a field like medicine where it's all about studying and all about learning more and more about you know even more uncertain territory which is the human body so you know it's so inexplicable how one thing could be entirely different for one body and different and, and and you know the same for the else it's something they teach us in med school very early on that whatever you study in the textbook is not what you're going to see in reality i found that extremely inspiring that i could take that knowledge that i learned from that and then utilize it to help somebody whenever there is some sort of you know good news um knock on wood uh, whenever there's some good news or some happy thing that happens and I, i get some sort of recognition it always takes me back to that one little thought that it's good you're you're inching closer and closer towards your purpose but this is not it you need to keep doing that and that is the instant thought that i have i would like to credit my parents 
बिकॉज देव नेवर रेज्ड मे विद दी आइडियोलॉजी दैट यू शुड डू थिंग्स टू बी सक्सेसफुल और देव नेवर दे नेवर ड्रिल्ड इट इन टू माई हैड एज अ लॉट ऑफ यू नो इंडियन पेरेंट्स डू विच इज़ दैट यू डू थिंग्स यू डू थिंग्स टू बी सक्सेसफुल यू डू यू टेक मेडिसिन और इंजीनियरिंग यू हैव टू टेक इधर साइंस और यू नो कॉमर्स एंड आर्ट्स इज नॉट एन इम्पॉर्टेंट फील्ड माई पेरेंट्स नेवर लेट मी डू दैट दे नेवर पुट मी इन अ बॉक्स दे ऑलवेज टोल मी यू नो यू फॉलो योर पैशन बट डोंट एवर डू इट फॉर द आइडिया ऑफ सक्सेस डू इट डू वट एवर मेक्स यू हैप्पी विच इज़ वाई इन माई फाइनल ईयर ऑफ मैथ स्कूल दे रेड एंड माइंड दैट स्पेंड द लास्ट टू मंथ्स स्टडिंग बट ऑल्सो स्पेंडिंग लाइक सेवन आवर्स डे सिंगिंग दे रियली डेड एंड माइंड इट दे रियली डेंट एंड दैट्स ह्यूज अमाउंट ऑफ टाइम बिकॉज दे जस्ट नो दैट इट्स इम्पॉर्टेंट टू बी अ वेल राउंडेड इंडिविजुअल एंड अ गुड ह्यूमन बींग अब एवरीथिंग एल्स एंड आई थिंक इट्स बिकॉज ऑफ दैट दैट इट बिकेम एन इंट्रेंसिक वैल्यू विद इन मी uh i i i wouldn't be here if i didn't have that parenting i i feel mm-hmm. yeah yeah no for sure honestly just that freedom to do whatever you want uh, and whatever your heart seeks to do is yeah. a one that um we all value so much and not everybody even has the taste of it um because it's so hard to get but uh there is medicine on one hand and then there's music on the other and you and i both know that you have this hope of someday <laughs> being on the broadway as well mm? definitely like i mean i already have my audition like down like i've been preparing for that my entire life <laughs> once i'm done with my residency you know like uh-huh. that's that's where i'm headed like i know and and you know what maybe if i get into a residency in new york you never know in new york you can be a new man I mean, ham for ham for change. <laughs> so yeah, I love 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 theater. So you know, I just because mm-hmm. I love how expressive it is. I and I mean, um, I've heard your Hamilton rant so many times, so I know how much you love theater. <laughs> and it's not even just that. I mean, even Les Misérables or you know, like anything, any uh, funny girl. I've just grown up really admiring that. And you know, the funny thing is. like i mean you you know i've studied theater but the funny thing is you know you don't even know why i went there it's crazy it's simply because i didn't want to take any of the other options my school gave me that's how i ended up there it was the funniest thing ever because people were you know taking other subjects cuz they were a little more scoring etc etc but then i was just like not creative enough sorry i might as well do something creative and i went for it wow <laughs> i was just it was huh. just <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to do mm. something different. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's. I find that very intriguing. Because I feel like I've done things like that as well, and that's when you find the best thing. Because when you go in with no expectations from yourself, yeah. more than anything, <laughs> I, you I end up doing so myself. well. Because you yeah. just you just enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it, or I you know. don't, and then you walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, either way, it's a win-win, right? It's it's it's, a an, it's an absolute win-win. Yeah. And then, yeah. and I think that's how we should all be looking at life. But we just always want results out of everything. We want everything to have positive results. And unfortunately, that um, it dissuades a lot of people from doing difficult things as well, from embarking mm-hmm. upon specific journeys that they feel could benefit. A lot of people I know are just scared. A lot of mm-hmm. people. do not want to invest that time because they feel it won't have a positive result and 
I, yeah. I think that personally I feel that's that's a very sad way to look at life but it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot about how we're conditioned to look at life like you said it's all For about sure. freedom it's all about yeah. the freedom that you know you uh, you get and um, it's all about what you do with that freedom I personally believe mm-hmm. everything we should every opportunity that we are given we should be utilizing that to do something bigger than just us mm-hmm. you know that's such a profound thought and it's it's such a wonderful coincidence that this is happening on Independence Day. Yes, I know. I'm so glad we t- I, I was going to tell you that that you know we're talking about mm-hmm. freedom and it's so it's 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 a very important day for us. So yeah, it's it is it is. Yeah. Everything that we do mm-hmm. needs to be bigger than us because if there's anything that the COVID-19 pandemic has taught me uh, and I'm sure it has taught a lot of people, but I really hope we take it away from that. Is that uh-huh. uh, we are all interconnected, but for so many years we have lived this life where our variables have just been so disconnected. We just all are in our own little bubbles, and the COVID-19 pandemic mm-hmm. showed us that you know there was one, there was one. Um, you know one incident that happened in one country and now the entire world is on pause because of it which is why again dvss makes so much sense right it's it's all about how we need to rekindle what we've lost the humanity Mm. of being a human being and Mm. uh, i really hope that people can take that away from all of this because it's it's incredibly insane how one one little domino created a domino effect impacting the entire world so yeah i really hope that we take you know we become a little more interconnected and think about things that are bigger than us because in actuality then every uh, action that we make has an equal mm-hmm. and opposite or an equal and you know the same reaction throughout the world like a ripple effect so yeah i i really hope that you know we can learn from this when mm, when you speak about you know us realizing the humanity mm-hmm. within us and the humanity around us yeah uh do you feel like your connection your strong connection with art sort of helps you realize that humanity in medicine Mm-hmm. Uh, and how realizing people's humanity is so essential in medicine or in anything that involves humans but is often lost because um, when we talk about COVID one thing that I've always been a little irked by or anything, any human tragedy it's always the number of people that have died the number of survivors uh, and it's just data and statistics and numbers thrown at you with somebody trying to prove how they've been successful enough yeah because there's a percentage sign that shows them that uh but do you feel like there's something more to that do you feel like art for you uh sort of helps in reviving that humanity in your line of work i i definitely would say that because so as a child i've always been a i was always a voracious reader so i think that is where my tryst with art started it started with uh, one uh, reading all the books that i you know used to love reading and two singing and dancing with my mom and um it was then where of course i had my f- I, I i would actually you know break this down to 
I would say three things. Okay, uh, number one, art taught me that everything you know around us could be a metaphor, and that is something I found so beautiful as a child. That is how I looked at life. I looked at everything with a metaphor. I I used to. Um, I used to call so I'd give you a Harry Potter example for that. I oh, whenever always <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. examples are always fun. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but like it was so. Uh, you know, when it comes to things like a lot of us have, you know, anxious triggers or stressful uh, triggers. And for me, when I read uh, about the Patronus uh, and you know Professor Lupin saying that you should have, um, ha- you should think of a happy memory, and then that can drive your fear away. I took that as of as a metaphor that you know whenever there is a negative trigger in life we should always think about our positive triggers and of course that was much later but I used to talk about as a child and you know people used to think I was I was pretty uh, you know nuts but <laughs> I used to talk about uh, I mean I, I used to talk <laughs> about um, bubbles of happiness and yeah so for me bubbles of happiness meant all the little things in life that make make us happy and this is something that i wrote i think when i was in like third grade but i used to call everything that made me happy in life a bubble so that was number one that literature and music they taught me that there are a lot of metaphors in life that we can take away because there's always more like there is in song there's always something more than the lyric or more than the music there is that you know that little extra punch number two my other takeaway was uh, faceless stories, the secondary, tertiary characters that we see in theater or film or books. That there are so many uh, forgotten characters or forgotten um, elements, okay? And we've had this conversation before, but there are a lot of forgotten aspects of stories that we don't realize, and life is just like that. Life is just like that. And I called these characters in my mind and you know i've written about it as well as faceless stories that every stranger that walks down the street every stranger that um you know we bump into you know we could possibly have had and you know um you know we could have had some sort of dialogue with and have forgotten because you know there's this whole theory right where uh, when you dream of people they're usually someone that you've met and they've you know stayed in your subconscious all of these are faceless stories you don't know Mm -hmm. the struggles that they're going through you don't know the happy day that they've had you don't know uh the loss they might have endured everything is a faceless story and then finally number three and that is empathy that you derive from the former two and i think that going into medicine uh, and you're absolutely right for the majority part and I've seen this in a lot of people a patient is just a series of lab reports and a portfolio that they're just gonna skim through to come to a diagnosis with for me it was never about that even when I was collecting you know data like you talked about collecting data from for my research papers my my most enduring thought looking back at that was talking to the people and i was doing my research paper on mental health and uh, mental health so again it it all came from taking those three aspects that i learned and i in you know imbibed growing up that i got inspired to write uh, and do research about something that in india 
and this was two years ago had not been researched before and which is very surprising and that was uh, the impact the physiological impact of the psychological effects of mental health disorders so when i was sitting down and collecting data right you go from demographic details to the more nitty-gritty technicalities um the patients were shocked and they i I think i got a hug from every single patient that i you know almost could because they just looked at me and said that you know these mental health symptoms that you're talking about ankita uh these are words that we have always tried to describe and explain to people but no one understood us so which is why it became so important for me to you know embark on that journey of a getting the research paper out there and then to writing another that talked about the importance of the legislature of mental health because for me that is how i look at patients and that is how a lot of legendary doctors that i've looked up to have always said that that a patient is a person a patient is never going to be their disorder their disorder is simply what's happening to them and you're right art teaches you that because art is something and uh, something i have in common with a lot of these teachers are we all have the same favorite books you know like doctors by eric siegel or cain and abel by jeffrey archer these are all books that we have learned all of these different lessons from and they all preach mm. the same thing that you know uh, you take um this patient and you just treating a person you as a doctor that is what your job is to help the person which is why medicine is not just about the diagnosis of a treatment it is also about the symptomatic treatment which is all the other ailments a person could be having whether it's mental health or whether it's some physiological aspect of the same well okay so first of all when you said bubbles of happiness that is exactly <laughs> Bubbles of happiness is the most Ankita term <laughs> that you've ever put up, and it's also exactly the nickname that I would give you if you would have one. Bubbles of happiness. Yeah, you know that just might be your episode's name, Bubbles of Happiness. And I, that's I, our episode. I I would love it if it was that because I think that sums me up. Like I I'm I'm perfectly happy being a character straight out of Looney Tunes, like. Lola Bunny and her little bows used to be my entire life <laughs> when I was a little kid. But yeah, like that is how it should be. Like that is how we mm-hmm. should you you know look at life. There is so much negativity out like you know out there and you know we uh as human beings we always do have a lot of tough journeys to embark upon. But what we you know tend to forget is notice all the little flowers, the little butterflies that fly, you know, beside us that are, that are, they're all help us the universe is far better an author than any one of us uh, any one of us could ever hope to be it wants what is best for us it really yeah. does and you know and it does that through all these little bubbles that go unnoticed because you know why we let those bubbles go pop but in actuality they should be bubbles that should never go pop we should never let them go pop because they should be our little um you know when you look at a bubble uh you know and you know it's maybe a soap bubble it has the little colors of a rainbow because of physics yes. and you have the little yeah. thing so there's something that i love to say okay and this mm-hmm. is going to sound extremely i don't know what it's going to sound like but i hope you like it only but, one way to find out only one way to find out <laughs> but uh for me 
you know uh, a lot of people always ask me how are you so optimistic and you know why 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 are you happy with being happy shouldn't you want to be like you know cynical or you know angry and everything but for me i always told them the same analogy and i said that for me emotions or feelings are like a prism right they're like a little prism you have light coming in white light but then white light is comprised of all the colors of the rainbow right similarly as a human being isn't it our duty or isn't it just the fact of life that we understand and feel every single emotion like mm-hmm. isn't that what it should be like when when we yeah. are hit by a particular incident or something it is just human to feel every single emotion that comes along and that is what is going to make you special you shouldn't run away from anything you shouldn't run away from happiness you shouldn't run away from sadness and for me i shall consider my life fulfilled when i've um, experienced every single emotion in that prism in that little mm-hmm. white light in that rainbow in that little uh, bubble that you know can you know help me reflect upon all of this so that that's what life is about for me mm-hmm. that was a beautiful analogy i have to say that uh, and this idea of you know embracing your emotions and earlier you were speaking about um when the the patient is not a patient for a doctor you're not treating the patient you're treating the person and that involves you a recognizing the humanity of the patient yeah and empathizing with that humanity and mm-hmm. see realizing that you are also human and you can only do this when you embrace your own humanity yes and you embrace these bubbles of happiness and all these emotions that are out there and with you clearly art is it seems like art has helped to embrace your emotions but how does one go about how do you find things to do uh to find that humanity within yourself because that's hard especially in these times it's it's hard to come to terms with who you are as a person and everything that's contained inside of you Yeah. I so, your thoughts on that. <laughs> that's a that's a nice question. I think uh the first thing that one a person should do is they should just ask themselves how they feel about a particular situation and if there's someone else that is going through a particular situation, ask what they would do in their shoes. Empathize. Everything comes down to empathy. And it is something that, you know, it's not as difficult to trigger within yourself to be able to empathize with somebody and i'll tell you why art is very for an artist and this lockdown was testament to all of it was that i realized that my art could be could be used to do something good that it was not just for entertainment right so mm-hmm. that was something i learned only because i just sat down and thought about the ailments of somebody else and what i could do to help them and you know even if it was a difference that i made to 10 people that would have been enough for me as human beings we are so and you know this was neelam ma'am talked about this in the most perfect way in her episode mm-hmm. she said that yeah. we empathize for ourselves right and we empathize for you know maybe uh, our closest loved ones but we really need to empathize with the world and at this point yeah. 
how do we do that sitting at home it's it's as simple as just asking yourself what would you do if you were in another person's situation and how would you want someone to help you it's it's it, it all comes down to okay how do you talk to somebody it's it's the way you'd want someone to talk to you it's the way you'd want somebody to be there for you someone to help you and if we put ourselves in everybody else's shoes that is how it's going to uh, pan out we are all in the same storm like dbss preaches we're all in the same voyage and the only way out of this is if all the ships work together all the boats work together the ships might have more like the, they might have more lifeboats um you know a little cruise ship uh, that is you know it, it might not and a fisher a fisherman's boat uh, you know would be having a terrible uh, th- their business is not working out as well so this is the time where we sit down and we reflect upon the choices that we have made even if it's um something like related to the environment i have s- some of my best friends have recently discovered you know because they've gotten a lot of time actually to sit and read to sit and read to sit and know more about the world and they've taken yeah. so many conscious decisions over the last 6 uh, months about uh, you know zero waste and about you know living completely green lives and you know it's remarkable because for me i used to always think yeah it's in india in india that's not possible right but they've uh, really shown me a very different uh, reality to that so i um i was very uh, i was very inspired by that you know by these uh, friends of mine who uh, have made very active choices and again it all came down to just sitting down and asking themselves what's going wrong in the world and what can i do to change that you know understand that you yourself no matter how we we think too little of ourselves you know we think that one person cannot make a difference when in actuality one person can project dhwani yeah. went ahead and armed over 2500 doctors and frontline workers mm-hmm. right i yeah. never dreamed of that i thought if i would like you know if this project could could benefit 25 or 30 people i'd be happy because you know i have yeah. friends out there who are on the frontline or anything like be it any fundraiser um one of my friends was having difficulties with her academic tuition and the number of people that you know out you know of course because a lot of people are having difficulty with the pandemic and paying yeah. off their student fees and uh, tuition so and the number of people within 3 days gathered and you know helped raise uh, that amount for which was a whopping amount of money uh was insane and that is again because they too saw an opportunity where they could help we are not as little as we uh you know claim to be or we think that we are we are all actually very active participants and the sooner we understand our responsibility and are aware of that uh the quicker the world can change and be a better place because we are mm-hmm. all all the world's a stage and i mean we're all players we're all actors we're all involved mm-hmm. in that so yeah i think uh-huh. that is how i would i would suggest you know just educate yourself learn more find your passion and then ask yourself can i take this passion and do something that is even bigger than i am you know with it mm-hmm. yeah oh I, i was going to say this earlier but then i lost my train of thought uh you were speaking about the universe being the the best author um in the universe yeah and then this idea of uh us thinking too little of ourselves we're not and expecting this reminds the universe no 
yeah this this reminds me of the alchemist of course we both we all know the alchemist and uh for me, for me the two things that stood out were that if you followed the energy and light within you the way it guides you and you do what you have to do if it's meant to be the universe will conspire to make it happen it's just like the om shanti om dialogue i'm telling you everything comes down to that uh-huh. the agar kisi what is that dialogue agar kisi cheez ko uh, you know dil se chaaho to puri kainat usse milane ki saazish saazish karne lag jayegi yeah i'm sorry sharuk but yeah that's that's the crux of it agar kisi cheez ko shiddat se chaaho but yeah that's it's true it's wow. true it really is mm-hmm. okay now continue mm-hmm. i i want to hear your thought no no that's perfect honestly i was i was just admiring the fact <laughs> that this was you speaking hindi while getting the grammar right <laughs> we all we both know your relationship with the language yes please don't please don't quiz me right now <laughs> i don't i don't need that <laughs> no I, i'm going to let you lose on this one but um yeah you said it perfectly and what better way of uh combining literature with yeah. classic bollywood uh on a matter which is that all we can do is to what our hearts to what our soul and our energy guides us to do and mm-hmm. just let the universe write the story that it always wanted to write yes. but we shouldn't shy away from playing our part because all the world's a stage yes that that sums it up perfectly like it really does however i would like to add a little bit like a little part to go that go for it go for um, it i think that the reason why it's so difficult for people to accept that light within them is because mm-hmm. and everyone has a dark side all of us have flaws yeah. all of us have you know things mm-hmm. that we've done or said that we aren't proud of but uh, yeah. it is only when we can embrace that darkness that we can let the light shine through we have to sometimes um be the joker to our batman we sometimes have to accept that dark side we have to and that is again it's it's something that art taught me that there is no concept of a hero or a protagonist and an antagonist we are all we're, we're all you know all different shades of gray um and we're all different shades of and it's just about what we do with it right all of us have different purposes we just don't uh, we sometimes let either our dark side cloud our judgments of the light or we let our light um shine so much that we let it cloud the dark and that is what doesn't let us stay grounded so it is very important it is very important to strike the right balance between the two that we must mm-hmm. always accept ourselves all of us have limitations all of us have things that make us special but uh, what is important is understanding in a gestalt psychology sort of way that we are a sum of all our parts and that is what makes us special yeah 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 and we spoke about ilo in his last episode uh, yeah. we discussed more you were speaking about this yeah. but you know we think that we are one person but everybody who we interact with has a different idea of who we are and nobody's wrong because there's just different shades of us which yes. is why i think believing that there is an objectivity to our existence 
mm-hmm. and our and the perception that people have of us is probably misleading because it's it's setting you up for disappointment because not everybody thinks of you in the same way and it's it's okay and in fact you'd rather have it you'd rather have it in a way where everybody does not look at you the same way than the other way around because um that that's just just too mundane right what's life without a little more yes. spice exactly exactly and why would you not want to be multidimensional why would you not want mm-hmm. to be layered like isn't isn't yeah. something single dimensional just boring like when we talk about characters in movies and theaters as well uh, uh mm-hmm. theater plays that as well we forget those characters right that are monotonous and don't have something different i think it's mm-hmm. also the fact that whenever we meet somebody or somebody meets us what connects the two of them is the similarity they're trying to find within each other like i think that is mm-hmm. why people see people so differently it's because they yeah. try to find little parts of themselves as well in that person and either it could be what uh, a similar aspect between the two or it could be something that's entirely different and so uh, i think it's very important that we understand that one we are a sum of all our experiences the people we've met the things that have happened to us the lessons we've learned but that when we meet somebody that is how they're looking at us as well we too are an experience yeah. to them we too yeah. are you know a different variable and they're going to see us differently it hurts sometimes you know when you feel like people don't understand you or don't uh, see you the way you'd want them to see you but uh mm-hmm. what is what should be the resolution here is that you um you just accept that what you said uh, you know this is life would be too mundane if i wasn't viewed as different people like as you know even neelam ma'am said she's mm-hmm. many many multiple different women in one person so that is how mm-hmm. all of us are you know like yeah. there's one part of you that's you know that's that adores swimming but then there's another part of you that loves learning art history we shouldn't yeah. put ourselves in boxes we box ourselves mm-hmm. and compartmentalize our characters when in actuality that yeah. shouldn't be it a lot of people mm-hmm. ask me you know like how are you a medical student and why do you have you know so many other uh, avenues and hobbies and creative outlets how how why would you want to do that why would you want to jeopardize your career and i just don't, yeah. i don't understand it like you know Jeopardize like, a career? That's a tad bit harsh. Yeah, not kidding. They they assume you should be studying eighteen oh. hours a day and of not course, be doing yeah. anything yeah. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's fine. That's just a fraction of people. That's a wonderful way to reconcile the different aspects of you. In that, yeah. uh, there is no reconciliation. In so far as you cannot. just assume that they all fall flat and one reigns supreme and the others are just complementary characters um they're all playing their own part uh and in your life they're all just different stages um maybe stages is not they're all just different characters and your life is the stage and yeah. everybody comes in at different times and that's okay yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know like again on all these different characters come in different boats but you're yeah. all living the same storm of I'm life i'm loving these plugs i'm loving these plugs <laughs> yeah it just happened disclaimer it's she just... did not get paid for this 
Yeah, I did. It's just okay. No, I'll I'll tell you one thing. Okay, now I'm gonna give you mm-hmm. guys this. I don't know who came up with your name, but it is mm-hmm. the one analogy I've been using for empathy now with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like with everybody. There's, you know, this is wow. one podcast, and you know they've summed up empathy perfectly. <laughs> it's so succinct oh, and it's so perfect in that. So you know, mm-hmm. like it's just it's hard not to be able to make that an analogy. You know, it's really hard. And like I told you, I love metaphors. <laughs> So for me that is a very very important thing in life. My blog is called Thought Jukebox. For that very reason I love metaphors. And I feel like mm-hmm. everything in my mind is like, you know, it's it, it's musical and you know I could mm-hmm. break out into song even if it's something philosophical. So Thought Jukebox. Yeah. So I love metaphors. So I love the idea of the whole DBSS theme. Too kind, too kind. Uh By the way, it wasn't as fancy a brainstorming session as you think it was. It was just us being frustrated with everything that we had, and then somebody came up with this. I think Abhed heard this on a hockey podcast. Okay. And he was like, "Huh, this could be used," and that's what that's that that that's that's when we went with it. Uh, so I wish it was as fancy as it seems like it was, but it was really just us. at a very odd time of the night doing things that we weren't supposed to do at that time of the night <laughs> that is that is the best way you know that is the best way to come mm-hmm. up with something because you start discovering a lot of uh, you have again you came up with something and that was from your end but what everyone else yeah. perceived is is yeah. different it's layered and that's what makes it so uh-huh. cool and so different yeah. i love yeah. i love life i just love it <laughs> And that's 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 again a wonderful way to live life by by loving life, uh, the ups and the downs and everything with it, and yeah. you know one thing that I've personally been kind of kind of just coming to terms with or thinking a lot about is how everything that we do to some extent is putting on a show. Uh, this podcast, social media. Our yeah. resume, LinkedIn, we show <laughs> the clothes the that we wear, versions of ourselves. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the, it all just seems so. The fact that so... I changed out of my jammies for this, yes, thank you, Atharv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's everything. Uh, like for example, this is my AirPods case. It didn't have to be this, but it is this because it looks good. Yeah. Uh, and I we're obsessed with. A friend of mine has a little pokeball. Has a little. Oh, I'm not kidding. I know it's like the That's ultimate beautiful. airport case. I think, <laughs> but yeah, like That's I love beautiful. it. <laughs> Everything is performative, and you know, as an artist, you are performing, uh, but at the same time, you want to be authentic. And as a doctor, to some extent, you are performing. You're putting on a show mm-hmm. uh, because you're accountable. if you don't yes but how do you remain authentic when you're putting on a show or are you even putting on a show that's my question first of all um for me nah i'm not putting on a show for me i feel like my my best character is just me stepping forward and being me i i am mm-hmm. i i love you know just even if people don't like it or people are not okay with you know just how a uh, delicately optimistic i am which is very loose yeah. term i'm very very optimistic <laughs> um, but uh, 
just <laughs> no but just just being yourself being yourself because life at every point of life there's going to be a bunch of litmus tests right that are going to yeah. that are going to that are going to show you the different kind of people that uh, you know will come and support you and for me touchwood yeah. i've had an incredible support system in my friends in my childhood friends in my friends from bombay and you know in my yeah. 843 fa- uh, family <laughs> so i have realized that the only way you need to live life is to live life with your heart and your sleeve without any masks no matter what has been said and with just every yeah with just every uh, part of yourself you know there for the world to see because you know what when you do that you also let people come out of their shells and come out of yeah. their shadows and be their authentic selves with you uh it's mm. a lot about and for me i've um there's more to, there's this beautiful quote by amelia earhart who's someone i've admired a very for a very long time and she says that there's more to life than being a passenger so if you're the driver of your own wheel why would you want to be someone else why would you not want to be seen for who you are you're right there yeah. is a uh, there are moments where we all perform there are moments when say i'm going up for a, to to a conference and i'm supposed to present a presentation or something then yeah. there are moments when there are 3000 people in the audience where anyone will be nervous right uh, and your legs could mm-hmm. be shaking that is a moment where you yeah. perform you you know for a for a for a brief moment you gather the little confidence and you know just think in your head that you know what i i like you know michelle obama can speak that way i'm going to speak that way even then i only let my let that be like a push for me to like you know start mm. off after that i let myself take over take over the reins because yeah. again like i said why would you want to drive your life as anybody else but you and it's very important thought it's a very important thing for all of us to do because social media makes us put such fake versions of ourselves you know that is just perennially yeah. happy perennially on vacation uh, always in the best dresses you know always you know having the most gala time that's not how life is there are also yeah. a lot of stressful anxious um situations in life and uh, if we are letting um you know just our friends see it or our family see it that's not enough we should let the world mm-hmm. see it because that is how the rest of the citizens of the world will realize that it's okay to be that as well if we don't do it then we, we can't expect the world to do it we can't expect the world to be a safe space for us to be ourselves so mm-hmm. if it starts with me it'll start with someone else and it starts with someone else and then again we're all interconnected we're all part of a gargantuan domino effect So yeah. yeah, that's my two cents. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can tell you that it's worth more than two cents if that says any if it's if that's saying <laughs> anything. <laughs> But you know that that's a noble thought. Um, wearing your heart and your sleeve, and not worrying about any kind of scratch marks or any other indentations. Mm-hmm. But you know, and this is. This is not me. This is possibly a persona of me asking this question because I I have to ask. Do you ever feel like? Do you ever feel vulnerable? Do you ever feel like you're showing too much? Uh, you know this the the other day I, I remember we were talking about um, knowing who to unfollow, on social media. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And in these situations, do do you feel like? Sometimes you don't want to show. everything that you have to offer to everybody because 
you just don't want to yes. or they don't deserve to or something like that um and how do you deal with that i go back to asking myself one question and that always helps me resolve um whatever i'm feeling and that is mm-hmm. i've had different experiences and so have they so whatever perceptions yeah. a person's going to have about what you know anybody is doing whether it's a success or a failure yeah. is going to come down yeah. to the is going to come down to the kind of life they've had whether yeah. i feel like it's important to filter things out yes because right now especially right now when there's a lot of time in a lot of people's hands and it has been a terrible year like i don't think i've met anybody who's gone ahead and told me that you know they've had some monumental uh, moments this year and they would like to remember this year i've not met anybody it's affected you know the the smallest little and to you know the greatest people uh, alive right now everybody like michelle obama talked about uh, you know having low grade depression because of the pandemic and yeah. you know in her podcast last week and you know it obviously shook everybody up but uh, again she chose to share it and you know she said i would not make for the comment and that's obviously because she wanted to keep it personal um, and to her yeah. near and dear for us as well it's yeah. important to do that because i'm a strong believer in good energy you know the whole the secret law of attraction um yeah. i really believe in that i really believe in positive um you know thought positive action and for me if i'm not surrounded by that i also do feel like you know i am uh not i i don't uh i because i wear my heart on my sleeve it doesn't uh, it, it's something that you know doesn't uh, you know bear well with me but luckily touch wood i have a very good support system in my friends and family so i know mm-hmm. that if i do have to turn to anybody i have so many people to turn to which is why yeah. sometimes yes i would limit my uh, would limit sharing everything to people beyond that because sometimes you never know whether it's going to come across as uh, you know just mean or cocky or arrogant to somebody without any in- without your own intention simply because you know possibly they've had a bad day or possibly they've had a failure and so your success might just feel like you're rubbing it in though that's not your intention again mm. it's a human duty to just be compassionate to other people as well and understand where they're coming from and that they're not inherently yeah. bad for feeling that way uh it's just mm. um it's just it just everything that we should do in life should come from a place of love and understanding if we help somebody and they don't help us in return it shouldn't make mm. us feel bad because we did our part it made us like yeah. you know it's it's not a selfish thing to feel happy when you're helping somebody it's just you being you know nice and you doing something you felt was right whether you got that in return or something nah that's not mm. that's not what you should be you know looking towards and um yeah. yeah that that is how i look at it like you know just understanding that aspect of life yeah mm yeah uh from what i um if i would to sum that up it just uh i would say that being yourself and wearing your heart on your sleeve does not mean that share every little detail of your life with everybody yeah. but it just means that whatever you put out there it is as authentic as it could possibly be definitely uh, like if you're doing something with noble intentions you shouldn't let anyone or anything ever tear you down you really shouldn't you should be proud of everything that you do and you should allow yourself to celebrate that a lot of us 
do face with imposter syndrome like you know like we we face with yeah. the, the but the the best part is you know like for me like what i do is like i just sit down and ask myself or you know i talk to my loved ones i sit down and ask myself whether i deserved it and whether it was worth the hard work that i put in and usually the answer is yes and that there mm. were no other variables involved you know that you know what you deserve that pat on the shoulder like you know that you give yourself mhm mhm now just when we talk about you know whether the results of something are worth the hard work you put in and you said that the answer is usually yes to what do you do when the answer is no and has the answer ever been no for you many times many 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 times <laughs> but for me uh like i'm not kidding like all of this has just come from my experience as well as going to be different yeah. for anything i was just speaking in the context Absolutely. of success in that aspect that you know if there is yeah. if something if if somebody is trying to tear down a success that you've had then you just ask yeah. yourself uh, and you're you know riddled with self doubt uh that you ask mm. yourself whether you were uh, deserving of it in that context mm-hmm. so many times and you know what a majority of time success will only come after aeons of failure failure yeah. is what's going to make a person know how to go the right way like i mean everyone said it you know robin williams used to say it a lot before he you know lost his really long battle with you know mental health and you know i uh, have always tried to learn from it i've had so many failures with uh, in the sense i feel like i failed myself and i was um you know i didn't do as well in my you know in in certain exams or anything you know all of it has definitely led to self doubt but for me i've always let it like you know limit uh, myself only to a few days because for me the next thing that i've done and it's something my uncle my friends have always pushed me to do is instantly mm. go go on to like you know make the best out of the next thing that's on its way and that is the mm. only way like the graph should always be upwards like it should always be an mm. upward slope no matter what you do in life yeah. there will be so many there will be so many ups and downs ups and downs but make sure that even if you fall down seven times you get up eight like yeah. no matter what mm-hmm. happens like you know you just ensure you do that so um yeah i think that is what i take i, I take it as you know like like you fall down seven times and you get up eight yeah yeah and i guess still that the balance falls in your favor you come out on top yeah yeah exactly yeah. that is mm-hmm. just it is it is just it's going to be it's hard work it's resilience it's being positive it's being uh, emotionally strong always finding the right balance between emotion and logic giving your heart as much credit as you give your brain because it is your yeah. heart that you know takes care of your mind and mm. it is your mind that gives you the strength to go forwards so um sure. you need both your brain and your mind to be working well so uh it's all of those little things that come together and just a lot of resilience Mm-hmm. Then you know brings you yeah, out. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and you know, especially in these times, and even generally, uh, things don't go our way, uh, and I think this year so far has very much been like you said before, things haven't gone our way, but uh, since we were speaking about failure and success before, what even is failure? Uh, Do you feel like the definition of failure has changed for you in these times and if not 
why, how? Uh, I, I'm very intrigued by this because I personally am very fascinated by how everybody has a very different way of understanding failure. And that very much guides how you look at life uh, and how yes. you engage with it. So what's your failure look like? What's your failure? The pandemic has definitely shown us that the term extraordinary can also have a very negative connotation. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. A lot <laughs> like of examples. It really has. Like, it's just been so extraordinary. And one of the biggest takeaways for me was that it taught me to not be as hard on myself as I have been before. And a lot mm. of it is when, you know, uh, I've pushed myself really hard. And for me, the result hasn't been a 100, but it's been a 99. And that has hurt, you know. Mm. And for a lot of us, that yeah. is how it is. For me, failure, I would say I've never sat down and actually defined it. I'm going to start with mm-hmm. that. I, I really haven't. Wow. I have always wanted to just, oh, you know... you broke take off. Hello? Your audio. If you muted yourself. Oh, wait, hold on. Hmm. Hold on. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can't hear you. Can't? Oh, that's weird. Oh. Okay, oh. but your uh, thing is not muted now. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you. Give me a minute. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, sorry. I think somebody else's Bluetooth got connected to my laptop. <laughs> yeah, that happens. happens. That happens. That happens. I. I. Should I start from should the? Should I start from initial the initial thought? Okay, wait. Just muted it. Yeah. Yep, we're good now. Uh, where do we cut off? I got. I, th- uh, I I remember I was talking about the extraordinary part. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So you're talking about how you never sat down to define failure. Yeah. Let's just start from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I never sat down and want. I, I never defined failure, because I mm-hmm. feel like it would then prevent me from putting in my best foot forward the next time round. I mm-hmm. have. That, which is why I never sat down to define it. I used to let it, I used to consider it a setback, you know, but not an, an absolute failure because for me it was mm-hmm. just about the next step that I take. And that is how I think for me, my instant question to everything in life is what next? Like, you know, mm-hmm. with honey ending or, you know, uh, and now I'm starting with my final semester at university. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a big, mm-hmm. big step. Like, this is a long time coming. I'm in my ninth uh-huh. semester now so it's uh, yeah. so for me it's That's all about insane. what next yeah so it's all about what yeah. next this pandemic taught me that you know you need to uh, look at failure through uh, you, you don't need to look at failure through a magnifying glass, through a looking glass. Usually that's what we do. We need to, mm. uh, on the contrary, look at it as, you know, just a little stepping stone and use it as, you know, like, you know, you have little brooks and then you have little stones on it. I look at mm-hmm. every obstacle in life that way. That is a stepping stone to get me to the other side. That is how I'll define mm. failure as. As a little stepping mm-hmm. stone in a brook of life as something that I need to just step over to get to the other side mm-hmm. it's as simple as that for sure <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry yeah, about I mean, the number when of they metaphors say... I'm using so. <laughs> <laughs> oh honestly I, I live by this rule in life that the more metaphors and the more wordplay involved the better mm-hmm. 
that's just yeah. that's the notion <laughs> I live life by and yeah I mean you said it failure is very much a stepping stone to success but I guess my question then is what is failure what qualifies as a failure for you um, me putting in my 150% and not getting the results that would uh, mandate that 150% of <laughs> results uh, mm-hmm. eff- efforts so I think that is what I would mm-hmm. say uh, failure really is I think failure is when you feel like when you feel let down that the hard work that you put in uh, was not translated into direct equal and opposite uh, or equal and same reactions and uh, mm-hmm. like you know effects it's like you know putting in a lot of effort for an entrance exam and not getting the college of your dreams that could be mm-hmm. a failure something could be something as little as you know not being able to wake up at uh, on time the next morning could be a failure mm. so um, th- th- we have <laughs> every university fa- student is cackling right now <laughs> i know i know i know someone please save us from our sleep schedules <laughs> someone really needs to save or us the from lack thereof. or the uh, lack yeah, thereof tell me about it tell me about it like i just got done with examinations yesterday so i was running yeah. on like three hours of sleep for the last two weeks so I, all of this is oh, all man. of this is just like all of this is like it's not what I look like you're just like gonna crash like after three this hours ago. 100% like but this is not what I looked like three hours ago okay like it really wasn't so <laughs> but yeah so failure is is all of those like you know it's all of those bubbles that go pop it's what mm. we need to it's all it's all of that it's you know all the and you know what life like i said it's a prism it's gonna have negative connotations positive connotations it's it's all mm-hmm. yin and yang and if we don't yeah. accept what uh, you know failure leads us to then uh, then yeah. we wouldn't be living life at all yeah for sure yeah and you know i like How to think of it as failure? failure huh okay so i see it's switching around but you know what um, I was just coming at you with an answer, so you did not catch me there. <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting that you asked me that because, um, you know, with all my time in swimming, one thing that Ian Thorpe said, uh, has always stood by me, a Austral- big Australian swimmer, yeah. is that for me, I lost a race when I did not give everything that I had within me in that moment, in that race. And therefore... I've never lost a race in my life. And that's how I define failure. For me, there's so many factors around us yeah. that you just cannot possibly control. Yeah. Uh, in the pool, in the world, just generally, like this pandemic. Place, right? yeah. Who could have thought? I was supposed to be chilling on a beach in Israel right now. But here yeah. I am, sitting at my home, not having left my residential complex in four and a half or five months now. Um, but that it's external factors that I could not possibly control but it's not a failure because in this moment I'm trying to do everything that I can with everything that I have so it's trying to focus on the process and just on everything that is within your control which is why for me uh, this pandemic is not a failure if you're doing everything that you can and if that means not doing everything that you want to do and just taking a break and stepping that's, back yeah, yeah that's, that's a win too. yeah yeah no that that actually says exactly what i was trying to you know like get at that you know you just 
mm. always do your best like if you put your best that's yeah. why i never like that's why i told you like i just looked at every yeah. f- failure as a, as as a little stepping stone to get to the other side because that's what life should be about it should be about yeah. putting our best foot forward no matter what we do even if it's you know yes. like going to sleep every night feeling happy purposeful and mm. to build that life ahead of us that we don't want to run away from you know yeah that is mm-hmm. what it, that is what we need to do like and you know we get so lost in this rat race of you know like a uh, of quantitative and quantifiable success and failure that we forget about all mm. the other little bubbles that you know we just go let you know fly by mm. yeah yeah that's profound and that's exactly how everybody should strive to live life by it's hard because uh, there's a lot of negativity around us as you said um, but just trying to find those bubbles and creating those bubbles not just yeah. finding them actively yes, creating, creating those bubbles yes, of happiness yes. Yes. is the you know, best that we can do there's an incredible quote okay I, I think mm. it was by this author called Anthony Doer and he mm-hmm. had said this beautiful thing he had said that isn't it fascinating it was it was actually a book for children by the way where i came mm-hmm. this came across this but it was you know just like the little prince uh it was very mm-hmm. profound to me as an adult <laughs> it uh said that I mean, you know my love of tavern house so it's always it's always <laughs> the children's books that are the most profound always or and you know what it's something that you like there's something new you learn every time you go back and mm. read it like there's always yeah. a new yeah. uh new um site that you find but yeah. it was just uh, it was fascinating because what he said was mm. uh it, isn't it fascinating that the brain is surrounded by complete darkness right cerebrospinal mm. fluid and it's surrounded by complete yeah. darkness but the world that it creates for us and around us mm. is so full of light and that has That's been so yeah i'm getting goosebumps right now oh, because man. that is like i love that quote so much like i really mm-hmm. like i it stayed very close to my heart like i think 6 mm-hmm. 7 years later after having read it and that is just mm-hmm. how we need to live life yeah wow uh uh we've got amazing quotes we've got amazing metaphors we've got <laughs> stellar wordplay uh <laughs> This this is one of my favorite episodes, um, <laughs> and the that one thing that I think is really going to top it off, um, you know, we've been talking about you being an artist, and <laughs> <laughs> you made it to Priyanka Chopra's Instagram story and Twitter by virtue of you being the artist that you are. So I think it's only fair that we get a taste of that somehow. <laughs> you want me to sing? <laughs> Your call. It's the I artist call. How they want to show their talent. <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all <laughs> but spontaneity um, I'm going to um I'm going to sing a few bars of something I feel uh, all of us need to take away from this pandemic and it was mm-hmm. again it this song was also born at a time where the world needed a lot of music for mm-hmm. change so mm-hmm. here it goes if my voice cracks that's on you because I haven't practiced <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I've had we'll two months of practice, that. so. Oh, Eli <laughs> can take care of that in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Done. Okay, Eli, this one's uh, on you. <laughs> um, there comes a time when we hear a certain call, and the world has come together as one. There will be.
people dying And it's time to lend a hand to life The greatest gift of all We are the world We are its children We are the ones who make a brighter day So let's start giving there's a choice we're making We're saving our own lives It's true we make a better day Just you and me <laughs> Voice did not crack That was spot on That was spot on That was And perfect. I think a message and that we should take, take away from Yeah, yeah, that was the best way to close an episode Celebrate life, the greatest gift of all. Uh, so it's true. We'll make a change, just you and me. Just you and me. Just you and me on a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking the time out for this. Um, you just finished with your exams yesterday, so now it's time yes. to celebrate a little. Uh, catch and up on some sleep. sleep. Yeah. Get some sleep. Yeah. Oh, that's that's on the top of the list. Um, <laughs> Just continue to shine uh, into amazing things, make art, save lives, all of the jazz that you constantly keep doing. Uh, but this was our episode for Different Boat, Same Storm, Deep Dive with Atharv and Akhtamishra as a guest. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you so much. Same time, different boat, different guest, same storm. Oh shit, I bombed that. Shit, I bombed that. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, we're gonna do that again. I messed up the order. Come on. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. that's okay.